Good morning. I think it's just us this morning. I, I don't know. I don't. If there's been any other time changes, I have not heard of them. Hey, we'll hey we'll take who we get. It tells you what I. It tells you what I don't know. I thought last week would be light with all the rain, and we had a crowd. And so, um, anyways, I guess the nice weather. I know some people are traveling, so we, I know the Fullers are traveling. Um, other folks, you know, I, I don't know, but I have a list of folks to call this week, some folks who I haven't seen in a while, especially since we've been inside, um, I want to touch base with. Um, but I'm glad you all are here. So, yeah. Um, well, we will, I'm trying to record it on video. It didn't work last time, but I think I figured out why. Um, but we are recording on audio, and that does go out. I do know some people will listen to the service um, if they're not able to be here. And so that's nice. Um, somebody mentioned they uh, heard everybody talking after the end of the service, and they're just so grateful to hear that, and they miss being here. That was Blair, actually. She uh, listens faithfully each week and uh, um, just... Send her regards um, that she can't be here this morning. Um, any announcements? Um, I saw Janet, you brought in your shoe boxes um, and put them over there. We're collecting those the, um, this Sunday and then the next two Sundays. They're due on the 22nd um, for Bland County. So thankful for the WMU for doing that. Um, Okay. I have not. So I can look that up. So money for, you said fruit and potatoes? Okay. All right. And just let me know and I'll let everybody else know. Okay. Well, Hmm. All right, well, if there's any updates to it, just let me know, and I'll make sure everybody else knows. So, um, This morning, we'll start worship um, looking at Psalm 70 as our call to worship. <clears throat> Hasten, O God, to save me. Come quickly, Lord, to help me. May those who want to take my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin be turned back in disgrace. Make those who say to me, aha, aha, turn back because of their shame. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for your saving help always say, the Lord is great. But as for me, I am poor and needy. Come quickly to me, O God. You are my help and my deliverer. Lord, do not delay. And we, I believe... We're all poor and needy, and we need God to come quickly to us each and every day, and we give him praise this morning. I invite you to look at our prayers uh, prayer list here, and um, Dorothy, I'm glad to hear your eyes doing better, and pray your appointment goes well this week. Um, now, how did um, Patricia's uh, appointment go this past week? Yeah, she's a little bit better, but she's still having a lot of problems. Okay, well, we're... 
Okay, we'll continue remembering her. Um, please pray for, um, continue praying for Ron Blackstock, um, as well as uh, his uh, nephew, um, Jeffrey. And also pray, pray for Blair, um, as she took a little bit of a spill yesterday. And Donna, we pray for you as you worry about them and, and care for them. Um, and then also, um, we continue praying for Dana, um, as she is um, in the hospital, and so pray for good results from her tests, and um, that uh, any setbacks incurred um, will be overcome um, in the weeks and months to come. So we're praying for you, Margaret, as well, because I know you're worried about her sick, and it's just it's a sh such a shame when a loved one goes into a hospital and you can't go there with them. Um, it just adds more heartbreak on top of a difficult situation. Uh, we uh, pray for our community and our state and our nation. Uh, we have a new congressman who we need to pray for, and we have it looks like we have a new administration we need to pray for as well. So we pray that God's will be done uh, no matter what happens uh, moving forward. Any updates or anybody that we need to add to the list that I might have missed this morning? All right. Who was that again? Called. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Oh gosh. Yeah. Goodness. I am not a fan of cancer. Um, golly, it's awful. All right. Well, let's join together in prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, this has been a long, very long week. There's been so much anxiety, so much frustration, so much unknown. But Lord, we are thankful that you are our rock. You provide a steady hand in which we can lean into. And we're thankful for this time, Lord, where we can gather together as your church to be reminded of your love and providence. We are thankful that you are indeed the one who is in charge, and we are not. No matter how we think of ourselves, or no matter who we elect, or whatever, you're ultimately on the throne. And in the coming months and years, we pray for justice. We pray for peace. We pray, Lord, that you will move in our world in a mighty, mighty way, and bring a spirit of revival for a world that desperately needs to know who you are. And may that revival begin with us, Lord. May we be lights for you, carried into a dark world, illuminating the spaces around us, bringing hope to those who desperately need to know that hope. This morning, Lord, we've mentioned some folks of who we dearly love who are going through difficult times. We pray for those who are undergoing medical situations, and we ask for answers and healing where possible. We pray for their caregivers and their loved ones, Lord, as they wish they could do more than they are. But provide them peace and strength, 
knowing that just loving and caring for them is enough. Ultimately, Lord, you are the great physician, and we give all of these things to you. We're thankful for who you are and for sending your Son down to us. We read of his miracles, we read of his healing people, we read of his teachings, Lord, and his love and compassion for everyone, Lord, and we just, we ache for that to reign in our world today. We also thank you for sending him so that he might die on that cross, Lord, so that we might know you for eternity. And this morning, Lord, be with us as we say together the prayer that he taught us to pray some 2,000 years ago, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Our scripture this morning is a little bit of a long one, and it's a good one, though. It's from the book of Joshua. Hear these words. Then Joshua assembled all the tribes of Israel at Shechem, he summoned the elders, leaders, judges, and officials of Israel, and they presented themselves before God. Joshua said to all the people, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Long ago your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham, and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates River and worshipped other gods. But I took your father Abraham from the land beyond the Euphrates and led him throughout Canaan and gave him many descendants." Verse 14, now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshiped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, Far be it from us to forsake the Lord and to serve other gods. It was the Lord our God himself who brought us and our parents up out of Egypt from that land of slavery and performed those great signs before our eyes. He protected us on our entire journey and among all the nations through which we traveled. And the Lord drove out before us all the nations, including the Amorites, who lived in the land. We, too, will serve the Lord, because he is our God. Joshua said to the people, You are not able to serve the Lord. He is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your rebellion and your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, he will turn and bring disaster on you and make an end of you after he has been good to you. But the people said to Joshua, No, we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said, you are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen to serve the Lord. Yes, we are witnesses, they replied. Now then, said Joshua, throw away the foreign gods that are among you and yield your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, we will, 
we will serve the Lord our God and obey him. On that day, Joshua made a covenant for the people, and there at Shechem he referred, reaffirmed for them decrees and laws. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> tickle. One of my favorite shows to watch as a family, you might have seen this before, it's America's Funniest Videos. It used to be known as America's Funniest Home Videos. Now it's been changed a little bit, but it's called AFV. It used to be hosted by Bob Saget. I don't know if you remember that big video camera. He'd come in, he'd come running into the set. And, you know, the premise was simple. If you recorded something funny, you could mail the video in, or now I guess you can email it in, and you could have it on aired on national TV, and you could possibly win some money. And the videos could be funny, you know, anything funny, funny pets, funny kids. But so often, these videos resulted from someone making a very bad choice, like riding a bicycle up a makeshift ramp that leads right into a pond, or jumping off of a trampoline into a small inflatable pool, or skateboarding inside, or something like that. And sometimes it makes you wonder what made them think it was a good idea. And other times you might feel a little bit of kinship with these people because we realize that we have made our own fair share of bad choices that have left us questioning whether or not or why we're still walking around. And we're grateful that nobody videotaped those choices. My wife tells of a story when we were in Gretna and we had some church members that had you know, a fair amount of property and they had bought a couple of these segways I don't know if you know what a Segway is or not. Um, mall, um, mall cops, mall security guards will ride them oftentimes. It's a two-wheel electric scooter kind of thing. You stand up on it and you kind of push forward with it and you just start going. And it goes quicker than you realize. Well, they had just bought them and asked us if we wanted to ride them. And we said, yes, yes, we do. And we got a helmets on, we got a quick lesson, and then we we're off and we we're just doing loops. And I remember... I think Beckett, if he was born, he was a baby, but Anderson and Callum, I know, were watching us and laughing at us. Well, then I got a little competitive, and I said, Kristen, let's race to down there. And so, of course, she said yes, because she's a little competitive, too. And off we went, and next thing we knew, she missed a turn, and she was tumbling into a small tree. And she was fine, but... She was a little embarrassed and a little shameful, you know, shamed and, and was grateful that nobody was videotaping that day. But if they were, we might have made a little bit of money if we had sent that in. Because after checking to make sure she was okay, it was kind of funny. But we all make choices in our lives, do we not? In fact, many of us made a choice this past week and we had to wait at least four days, maybe longer, to know how it's all going to shake out. But last week, last Sunday, we began November by talking about how we can express gratitude for God for all the blessings that he has given us despite all that's going on, including this hot garbage year of 2020. Today's scripture reminds us that one way to express that gratitude is to make a conscious choice to serve God. A little bit of background on Joshua. Um, we haven't spent a lot of time in the Old Testament other than Psalms since I've been here. And I realized last night I've been preaching here for a little over two years now, so that's fun. Um, Joshua, if you recall, is Moses' successor. Up to this point, God has delivered 
the Israelites several times. God has made promises to their ancestors, to Abraham. He has delivered them from slavery in Egypt, and God provided for them while they were in the wilderness for those 40 years. In this chapter, Joshua reminds the people gathered of these things and of God's faithfulness and grace throughout. Joshua is reminding the people that they are God's people, and time and time again, God is demonstrating his love for them. Joshua lays out that God has upheld his end of the bargain. God has demonstrated commitment and love to them, and now it's their turn. And as a good leader does, he leads by example. He sets the standard in that famous verse. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The Israelites had to decide for themselves. At this crucial threshold between wilderness and promised land, who they were going to be. On every side around them, there were attractive idols, and there were temptations to turn from the God who had delivered them time and time again. God commanded a long time before this that he is the only God, and there is no other. If they were going to be his people, then they better start living for God and God alone, both as individuals and as a whole people. It wasn't just up to the leaders. They could set the examples for the people, but it was up to each individual and each family, each household to make the decisions for themselves. This week, while we were waiting for election results, I got to thinking about how we spend our time because this week just seemed to drag on forever. But I looked up some statistics and I thought you all might enjoy what I found. On average, we spend 26 years of our life sleeping and 33 years in bed. If you do the math and the logic, that means we spend seven years of our life just waiting to go to sleep. We work an average of 13 years. Obviously, that's nonstop. Um, most of us work 30, 40, or more years in our careers. We spend an average of 11 hours on screen time. That's television, computer, and phones. Four and a half years spent eating. Three years celebrating holidays and birthdays. We spend 16 months exercising. We actually only spend 334 days in primary and secondary school, although it feels a lot longer, um, but that's the reality when you do the math. We wait in line for 235 days. We laugh for 115 days. And men, we were picking on the men earlier, men take 46 days to get ready. Women take 136 days to get ready, roughly three times as long. But out of all that, what's left? It's roughly eight years and two months. That works out to roughly 10% of our lives or so. So what about time at church? In the before times, before February, some of us would spend maybe three to four hours a week at church between Sunday school and worship and Bible study and other activities. But let's just say, for the sake of argument, we spend one hour, an average of one hour a week at church 
every week for our entire lives. That only works out to 171 days, or just under half a year at church. We spend more time in line, 235 days, than we do at church. We spend so much more time outside of church than we do in church. But if we want our faith to deepen and to grow, we have to make some choices then. Making the choice to come to church is huge, and I'm grateful for each and every one of you who chose that this morning, but that's not enough. When you think about it, if you make the choice to go into a gym, that doesn't automatically make you a bodybuilder, does it? No, just like walking into a church building doesn't automatically make you a Christian. But rather, we have the opportunity to make choices not just to go to church, but we have the choice to be the church. And one of the silver linings of 2020 is that it's reminding us that this building here is not the church. It's just where we meet. We are the church. And we spend more time outside of this building than we do inside of it. And that's how God designed it. In our passage today, Joshua looks out among the people. He proclaims the goodness and faithfulness of God. And he boldly claims what he and his family is going to choose. And then, I don't know if you picked up on this or not, he promptly doubts that the people are going to make the same choice. You see, if Israel wanted to be found faithful in God's eyes, it wasn't up to the leaders per se, and Joshua knew this. The leaders, they could set the standard, but each individual in the house had to make their own decision. This is such a great moment in Israel's history. I love the dialogue that we read, this back and forth, almost a call and response between Joshua and the people. Verse 16, they said, far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. And then they retell God's account of faithfulness as their own, in their own words over those next couple verses. And then they conclude with saying, therefore we also will serve the Lord for he is our God. Joshua is skeptical. He's not quite satisfied at their words. He gives warnings in verse 19 and 20 about what will happen if they do indeed forsake God. But verse 21, the people are adamant, no, we will serve the Lord. So then Joshua ends this passage with a covenant renewal ceremony to mark what has just happened. One of the tired tropes of the Old Testament is that the Israelites get it wrong time and time again. But this is one of those times where they very much get it right. They are recognizing God's faithfulness. They are recognizing how God has walked with them in the past, how God has delivered them time and time again, and how they were not, would not be where they were without God's action, his working in their lives in such a profound and meaningful way. And individually and together, they pledge their futures to God to serve Him, to follow His commandments, and to live for Him. And we have the same invitation, the same choice. This is not a choice that I or anybody else can make for you. One of the things I love about being Baptist is that we firmly cling to that concept of free will, that we cannot be compelled to follow Jesus. Jesus, we read in the Gospels, He never forces anybody to follow him, but he always gives a choice. And we can run away from that choice, 
But as we all know, not making a decision is a choice unto itself. So I ask us, dear friends, as we survey a much different future than we ever expected, what kind of people are we gonna be? Who or what are we gonna serve? Are we serving God? Or are we serving someone else or something else? And those are questions I can't answer for you. I can stand by you here today. I can stand by you during a difficult time. Even that's made more difficult because I can't go to hospitals or anything like that. But I cannot stand by each and every one of you every day, every minute of every day. I can't be at home with you all the time. I can't go to work with you or go to the grocery store with you. And I cannot stand by you when we stand in front of our own maker. We have to do that individually. So therefore, the choice that is laid out in front of us by Joshua and in turn by Jesus is for each of us to make. No one compels us, but we are always invited. We are always welcome, no matter our past. God lives in our futures. And he invites us to choose him, to serve him, this day forward. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. As for me and my household, we will choose to serve the Lord. I hope you and yours do too. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, thank you for your faithfulness for proving time and time again that you are worthy of our gratitude and our praise. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to live and die for our sins so that we may make the ultimate choice to cast our sins at his feet at the cross and to live for you each and every day so that we may receive our eternal inheritance. Lord, give us courage to make that choice and to live into it. And we pray all of these things in our risen Savior's name. Amen. Our hymn this morning is fitting for our invitation hymn, I Have Decided to Follow Jesus. And if you have any decisions to make, I'm happy to meet with you here or a phone call or visit later this week. But let's stand together as we sing the first two verses of I Have Decided to Follow Jesus. Our benediction this morning comes from a friend's uh, parent um, growing up. Go and make good choices. Go in peace. See you next week.